0: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, it's your calls, your real stories, as heard in the voices of people who've experienced them. Should be a good episode. That's today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 or writing in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can also write on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. We would love to hear your real ghost stories. If you like the program, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. That's an EPP, as we call them. You do that at ghostpodcast.com. It's only $5 a month. You'll get access to all the bonus episodes. Get a brand new one every single week there. You get advanced episodes of the program, all commercial-free there, by the way, Uh, and a whole bunch of other extras uh, as well. So the shows, weeks before they go to the public, you get them, no ads. It's nice, and that $5 uh, helps keep this program on the air. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself?
2: I'm good.
0: Planning our dark kitchen.
2: I am so excited. Is it totally different than you thought I'd ever go for?
0: Jenny has decided to become a vampire.
2: No, I haven't.
0: She's uh, well, (laughs) it's funny. I mean, if you've, uh, if you follow us, some people follow everything that we've done Uh, and you followed like some of the home remodeling stuff on, on uh, some other shows and things that we've worked on uh, over the years, you know, Jenny likes lighter, brighter colors and things like that. Um, And, and, and she's convinced me to like them too.
2: And, I, I just like the way a space feels when yeah. it's light and bright. And
0: now she wants dark and scary. No, she's not dark for, and scary. It's really kind of weird. Okay, so... She's got a bunch of tats now, too.
2: No. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, no. but I'm afraid, so... Yeah, no,
0: but she's got tats all over her neck. It's, she came home one day, I'm like, what's going on? Got you
2: a, wouldn't touch me again if I had a tat on my she's neck. She's
0: got a Ouija board on her <laughs> butt. <laughs> it's really kind of On like, my
2: <laughs> butt? Yeah, I don't know what it's that all
0: about. It's weird. You, like, is what? it big
2: enough for a Ouija board? What? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm not saying
0: that. Okay, <laughs> just a weird place for a Ouija board. <laughs> for it's just it's the opposite of everything you you like uh, because you hate Ouija boards. Uh, you like light and bright. And-
2: so anyway, so <laughs> the last two houses, the kitchen was the absolute very last thing we did. Like. Mm-hmm. The week before we sold the last house, Tony was still painting cabinets. So we decided this house, it's going to be the first thing we do yeah. so we can enjoy it. And, you know, we've done the white kitchen thing for two houses now. Yep. And you've always kind of liked dark kitchens. And because you are the one that does most of the cooking, mm-hmm. um, I actually had a dream. I dreamt that we had a black kitchen, mm-hmm. but it had white countertops and white backsplash. And it looked really cool. So I told you about it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes, let's do it. And so tomorrow the cabinets are getting painted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I dreamt we had a hermit crab, so I'm getting a hermit crab. <laughs> that's, that's how far that goes. So
2: No, I'm excited. We don't have to paint the cabinets this time. Yeah. We're treating yeah. ourselves on that. It'll
0: be uh yeah. So uh yeah, that was that was difficult painting the last ones. It was a multi week ordeal, I think is what it's
2: yeah, the stain kept bleeding through the paint.
0: It, they kind of turned pink, and then we kept putting more white. It was it was like it needed an exorcism. It was like the cabinets were bleeding. Yeah. You know, like some people, like, oh, there's blood coming out of the walls.
2: It was drippy, but, and it was kind of like, yeah, it was like dripping blood. So
0: It was. It was like the cabinets were possessed. And, but there's
2: a way to fix that. And yeah. if you need to know, message me, and I'll tell you.
0: There you go. Just in case your cabinets ever start bleeding. <laughs> Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online today. Whole bunch of calls. I figure it's been a while since we've done just a straight call show, uh, and we have a ton of calls, like, just archived, okay. uh, waiting to be aired, so uh, to do a little catch-up on those, because a lot of people want to hear their calls on the air, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, because there's literally probably half a day's worth of calls, uh, waiting. Uh, but, uh, I just grabbed a handful and, and we'll, we'll go through some calls today. Let's hear your ghost story.
3: Hi, Tony. Um, uh, my name is Michelle. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now and I'm enjoying it so far. And I decided that I would make your show the one that I shared my story with. So, um, uh, my story goes back to 2010. Uh, I'd lived away from home for a couple of years and I was newly married so I moved back home to be closer to the family and we rented an apartment in the downtown of our city and it's located two blocks away from a historical cemetery. And it was originally a single dwelling and it had been divided into three different apartments and we, my husband and I, rented the front half of this structure. There were two apartments that consisted of the up and lower levels in the back of the house. But we owned or had access to all the front with a shared laundry area in the basement. So we had one room upstairs. There were two rooms downstairs and a shared laundry room in the basement for all three apartments to use. So we moved in in August 2010. We had two small dogs with us. And... um, I was noticing that I was cleaning up after the dogs a lot. They seemed to be peeing everywhere frequently, and I wasn't sure why, so I was just getting upset at the dogs, thinking that they weren't adapting or adjusting well to the area or being left alone at home. Um, So that went on for a while, and it was just frustrating. Um, Every once in a while at night, I would see the dogs sort of slow down and get a different expression on their faces and sort of try to skulk and slip away, and then suddenly they would just scatter and it was very sudden they were definitely aware of something they didn't like what it was and it spooked them and i would watch both of them scatter at the same time and this happened a couple of times and i started to notice like something is upsetting the dogs and you could see when it was around so um in 2012 i got pregnant and we were still living in the apartment and So I contacted a woman I worked with to come and smudge the house We were concerned there were spirits in the house or something and we wanted to start taking some protection um, We uh, My friend believes that new souls are at risk of Ghosts and souls that have passed over because they are stronger spirits than the new baby and they can take over the baby soul and resume living in our world versus staying on the other side where they are now so my friend came over to smudge the whole house the problem for her was that we only lived in the front half of the house she could only do half of the house so she did come in she smudged the area for us um, we said some prayers and lit a candle and she told me that definitely there was something there she was aware of a presence and i said we'd felt it before too and so she said uh, let me know if anything happens so um she I, I went online looked it up how to help spirits move on and so i went around my house and i salted all the windows and doors and around my front door i hung a string of lights and i sat down there and for half an hour it was going to the light go into the light go into the light you, you can't be over here this is the wrong side you need to go and you know i did as much as i knew how to do And to no avail there was still activity going on and the dogs were still getting scared and scattered and my husband and I were both very aware of something in the apartment now so and we didn't talk to the other tenants we didn't know if this was going on in their spaces or not Um, so anyway um, one day when I was approximately four months pregnant I was going downstairs into the basement because of the house renovation this was a very narrow staircase into the basement and being pregnant, I didn't want to slip and fall, so I was be- very cautious and slow, and I was carrying a basket of laundry. And I proceeded down the stairs, and as soon as one of my feet touched the floor in the basement, one of my husband's acoustic guitars, which was about eight to nine feet away from me at the stairs, one string plucked on the guitar. And I had one foot on the floor, and I looked at the guitar, and I just said, you did not just do that. Do it again if you're here and nothing. It, it didn't do it again. I said, all right, I'm doing my laundry. So I went ahead to the room, so tried to surround myself and said, you know, I'm surrounded by white light. Went into the laundry, did my laundry, came out, went back through that room again, and went back upstairs again. And my husband came home and I told him what happened. And <clears throat> so we knew that something was there. Um, again, there's another indicator. So I contacted um, another one of my friends who lived in the same town, and she has a friend who is a psychic and has abilities after a near-death experience. So she contacted him, and he agreed to come over to our apartment. He came over with his wife and my friend, um, and I didn't know him. So when he came in, I started to try to make introductions and to introduce my husband and I. He didn't even look at us. He didn't even speak to us he walked in and he said okay so what's happening over here is and he just walked into the apartment he went straight over to the top of the stairs and he stood at the top of the stairs and he turned around and he looked at us he said this is a female entity she moves up and down between the floors in this spot so on the top level she was at the top of the stairs in the lower level she would be in the closet area of the extra room and we told him what was going on in the house and um he he told us that she was strongest upstairs in the kitchen and she was trying to get the help of us the living because she had died wrongfully and apparently on the hill near where we lived there was a clue on a tree and she wanted to help us to go there to find this to help resolve her death i was pregnant and i had to insist that no i cannot help you it is not me I'm not the one. You can't be near my spirit baby and you're not supposed to be here and you need to move on. So, um, he proceeded to tell me that she told him she was held down in the house by the salt. And he said that loud and looked at me. He says, "She said the salt." And I just kind of freaked out and said yeah I salted the windows and the doors a while back and he says yeah that's keeping her in she can't get out so after he left of course I immediately vacuumed up every single solitary <laughs> inch of floor space in the apartment all the doors all the windowsills above the windowsills as much as I could to get the salt out um, but he told us that she hadn't she hadn't left so um, we had a couple hours with them in our apartment said some more prayers They confirmed something was in there, and uh, they left. So most of the talking was done by our friend, the psychic, and his wife and my friend, who were sitting in the kitchen area waiting for him, didn't talk very much at all when they were in our apartment. And afterwards, I spoke with my friend, and I said, so what did you get? Because I didn't get a chance to talk to you, and you were completely in the space. And she was telling me that she was receiving uh, an Indigenous woman's spirit Um, it was a Mary Rose or a Mary Jane she couldn't make out the last name Um, and that there was a broken heart something to do with a broken heart and that's all she got so um, we didn't uh, we didn't go anything further with him Um, and later on we were in the kitchen area of this tiny apartment and my husband said he just stopped in front of the refrigerator we would often hear knocks on the refrigerator he stopped and he says something just tried to walk through me and i looked at him because i was sitting next to him and i said what do you mean And he goes it just tried to walk through me it's on me right now and from the chair i raised my right arm and from the elbow i moved it forward towards him as if i were going to karate chop him in the belly and my forearm entered a field And it was only half a field. It was only on half of my arm. And I went into it and pulled my hand out back again, re-entered my arm. I could feel this energy field again. And I pulled my hand back and I said, I feel it. And he said, it's right here on me now. And it was on his right side. And if he felt that it was wrapped around him and he felt that it was trying to pass through him, but that it was being stopped by his medicine bundle that he wears around his neck. And he thinks that the protection worked. And that's how the spirit was not able to go through him, but it did go around him. And he was definitely where the presence, I felt an energy field. It was on one side of my arm and not the other. It was when it was close to him, not away from him. And we couldn't see anything physically, but we knew there was an energy happening there. And so that was, uh, yeah, we knew that she was still in the apartment still trying to get through to us, still expressing her need for assistance. Um, we couldn't do any more. So we continued to live in the apartment. The baby was born. Um, and when the baby was seven months old, we moved out of the apartment. We moved into a home on the other end of town. The home we bought has an animal graveyard in the back yard in a corner and i continue to see black shadows in the house um my mother was in the house on christmas dinner with our family before she passed away the next day and i believe her spirit's in our house now too um but i think i know who these are and i think i'm okay with them so this is all different having them live with us now and they're in our home and this is our home not our rented space so i'm hoping it will be different and i hope that we're going to be okay with all of them and i still feel badly that there was nothing i could do to help the female spirit at our old apartment. And I hope someone has. So that's my t- story, Tony. Thank you. I can be reached at area
2: code eight.
0: And that's where we don't
2: need. <laughs> you to almost that. broke the button trying to pull that down so yeah, it fast. I did break the button. Oh, no. <laughs> Where'd the button go? Um, look on the floor behind you. Oh,
0: there it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we try and protect everybody's privacy, even at the... Um, you know risk of damaging our equipment <laughs>
0: there we go got the button back in there
2: god you know you feel so vulnerable anyway when you're pregnant mm-hmm. it's just that would be too much to know that there's something else in the house that doesn't want to leave because it needs your help but i would be so curious to go see what that clue is
0: i would uh, do you want to though i mean or that possibly bring it more back into your life because you're showing interest in it and you're
2: it won't leave till you do something about it yeah yeah
0: i I mean i don't know i mean it's uh what's interesting to me is a lot of times there's this assumption um that and it really i i I don't think it's true all the time there's this assumption that the living uh must help the dead pass on I, i think sometimes they're happy yeah. They're not necessarily wanting to pass on. It's very much this, this thought like, oh, we have to do this. We have to do this. We have to help you go to the light or whatnot. You may not want them in your house. I understand that. But um, I think there's some ways where it can be a peaceful coexistence. Um, where one doesn't really see the other. Uh, but I, I think it, it's also very human for us to uh, put these assumptions out there that... Uh they they always are uh, it's always our duty to help them move on to the light or yeah. whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, it sounds like she didn't necessarily want to move on. She yeah. just wanted her her killer to be found. Yeah. So.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um I, but that would that would be um that'd be maddening not being able to to figure out what is, you know, going on and then still having things torment you throughout your Mm home-to-home, no matter where you go. Thank you for sharing that story with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Hi.
1: Hey, everybody. This is
4: Summer in Buffalo. Um, I wanted to give you a call and give you an update on my um, almost 200-year-old farmhouse that we bought last February. I had something really interesting kind of happen, and I don't know if it's related so much to the house, or um, I don't know, Um, but anyway, so our Christmas tree was uh, in our dining room, which has like vaulted ceilings, and we had a nice tree this year, about seven and a half feet, and um, nicely decorated, Uh, everybody was home, everybody was upstairs, except for me, I was downstairs in the kitchen, I was doing some dishes, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear from the dining room, I hear a big tink, and I walk in there, and we have, uh, I have a lot of ornaments from over the years, Um this particular set that I've had since I was a kid, there's these two beautiful porcelain Santas that were hand-painted by some friend of the family. And uh, two have survived, one with my name on it and one with my dad's name. And they're from they're dated 1986. And I put them at the very, as, as high up as I possibly can because I have, you know, a toddler and I have cats. And um, I also put them as deep into the branch that I can. So because they're a little heavy, I just wanna make sure that they don't fall off the tree. So I walk in there After I hear this noise, and because I'm thinking to myself, oh, geez, what fell off the tree? I hope everything's okay. And the one ornament that is with my name on it from 1986 is sitting face up about 10 feet in front of the tree. Perfectly not broken, not shattered, not anything, just sitting on the floor straight up. We We have hardwood floors. And the distance kind of confused me because if it would have fell it would have I would have heard a couple dinks, you would think, you know, like dink 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 and then it would have probably landed wherever it landed or broke one of the two. But so this was just one one noise and and I said, Oh, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. I said, Oh well, it just fell off the tree, let me go ahead and put it back up. But just as I reached down to pick it up and place it back on the tree I've never seen anything like this before in my life. A big white ball of light was floating in the air about a foot from me. And it wasn't, the room is in the back of the house, so it's not like I can get reflections from the street or cars going by. I mean, there's no angle that that would work. And, and not that it was against the wall. This was about a foot from my face floating in midair. And then it just kind of flew down and then disappeared into the floor. and I I, I I was kind of processing it or trying to process it at the time because I'd never seen anything like it and I was just standing there and I just kind of finally said, okay um, either I'm having a seizure or you know whoever is visiting hello I just kind of blew it off that way I said could you please not? mess with these ornaments. They're really special to me and they're really old. Thank you, but you know, no thanks. And I kind of just put the ornament back on the tree and then I left the room and that was it. Um, yeah, I, we, the shadows have increased around the house. Um, again, I don't get any kind of bad vibe being in the home. Um, there are certain areas where I do feel like I'm being watched, um, especially in the kitchen. But it it's an it's an interesting interesting place, to say the least. But I don't feel threatened in any way, and nothing's happened with my kids or the animals or anything like that. But um, yeah, that was my most recent occurrence, and I thought I would share.
0: So
2: anyway, hope you guys have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Thoughts? I think. Ornaments are one of those things that hold a lot of emotion. People don't think about that when they think about haunted items. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying her ornaments are haunted, but I could see that holding a lot of energy, you sure. know, because I know like you and I really value our ornaments that we've had since we were children. And yeah. I, I know that a lot of people do that, you mm-hmm. know, that they have keepsake ornaments and um, you, that's just one of those things that you don't really think about. But I could see that definitely holding on to something.
0: I think it's an interesting thing because I think you're right that those are things that, that do hold a lot of emotion and energy, possibly. Um, so it, it makes you wonder sometimes that people think of, you know, creepy, scary attics and things. Well, what could possibly be up there? A lot of times your or- your ornaments are up in the attic. Just waiting,
2: or old wedding dresses.
0: Yeah, stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are hiding in attics that, at one point in time, held a very big significance Mm -hmm. to either yourself or someone, and now you are in possession of it. Mm -hmm. If you want to guarantee a haunting uh, this uh, next holiday season, steal an ornament from a lot of homes. (laughs) Every every holiday get together you go to, take an ornament.
2: No. Preferably <laughs> like
0: babies' first Christmas ones and That's stuff. That's terrible. And then put them on your tree and they'd be like, how many children do you have in a baby's first <laughs> cri- Oh no, I just have a ha- a hobby of stealing other people's ornaments. Guaranteed yes. you're going to get haunted as shit for doing something like that. That's messed up. <laughs> it would be like a really, that would be a weird thing. I don't think anyone's done like a horror movie on that. where it's like this person that has a compulsion to steal Christmas ornaments. Mm-hmm. And they do. And then they get just you know destroyed in their home (laughs) that'd be great
2: no (laughs) that'd be a
0: great holiday movie uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us let's go to uh this caller hi hey kelly i'm a new
1: listener my name is trish i wanted to tell you a story that i well i have many many stories i am a psychic born psychic, uh, abilities that I have were passed down, uh, to me from my mother, from as I can tell. She has, we have the same gift. And, uh, I'll tell you one specific incident that happened, um, in the last three years. So about three years ago, my mom wanted to go, uh, shopping with mother. And, uh, we live in the Sacramento, Sacramento County, uh, but we're from the Central Valley. And she wanted to go to a little town outside Modesto, sort of like a little country town, very old town. Um, they are sort of known for having lots of antique shops. So we've been there before. So we go to downtown, this little town, and uh, we noticed that there was a new antique shop, you know, in an existing building. So we get into this antique shop, and there are my there's four people in there, including my mom and myself. Yeah, you know, the person that works there, another random shopper, my mom and I. So we're walking around da- down downstairs and uh, I have my phone in my hand, whatever I'm texting and um, I notice that there's an upstairs so I start walking towards the stairs and as I get almost to the bottom of the stairs, I start to have a vision and that's how my gift works. So um, I walk, you know, I kind of identify what's going on inside of me and I stop and I see a man um, leaning over from the top of the stairs, over the railing sort of looking down at me he's angry and nervous. That's what I sense from him. And I, when I'm talking about I see him, I see him sort of in my third eye, inside of my head, and that's how, again, my gift works. Sometimes I hear dialogue as well. And what I sort of heard from him is like, he didn't really say, like, go away. He just sort of made it known with gestures and sounds. He didn't allow me there. And what I sense is that he was just nervous and pissed off that there was gonna there was someone in his place. So, um, I, I know, again, I've lived this gift my, most of my life, you know, as far back as I can remember, and i I also worked with a life coach who was also a psychic to sort of help me understand and um, kind of handle the things that happened to me. So, what my, my life coach told me is when I see things, um, kind of come back to reality and take pictures of things that are around me. I had my phone in my hand, so I began to take pictures. I took pictures of the brick wall that, were, that was lining the stairs. I walked up the stairs, and now as I was walking up the stairs, um, I was sort of talking to him uh, internally. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm, this is a store now. Uh, there were lots of other people here, even though there weren't, but there were a few. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going. Please don't hurt me. You know, I didn't get the sense that he was going to. I just I felt like he was trying to scare me. So, as I got to the top of the stairs, there was a mirror at the top of the stairs. That scared me. I took a picture of the mirror. Um, as I walked up and kind of met um, the top of the stairs, he walked around me and was like right behind me. Um, and it was terrifying. Uh, this man looked like he was from the 1800s. He was really tall and thin. He had on a bow tie. So, um, I leaned over the railing, much, much, almost the same place where I saw him looking down at me. And I have a, still had my phone in my hand, and I was just talking to him and asking him to back up because he was right behind me. So I texted my mom to come upstairs, and I didn't say a word to her. <laughs> my mom also has the same gift that I do. So <laughs> she was looking at her phone much like I was. I was looking over the railing like, just like he was, but I was looking down at her, and she got halfway up the stairs and stopped and looked up at me and said, there's something up there. And I said, yes, there is. And she said, I'm not going up. <laughs> I said, you need to come up here. So she came up. And um, she was much more afraid. And as I sort of turned around, um, he began to back off a little bit. I mean, he just, he, again, he, his intent was to scare me and to scare my mom, I think. As I turned around to start looking around at this, the upstairs store area, I also saw a woman. And she looked more like she was from the 70s, maybe? Something like that. Totally different eras, two different people. She didn't say a word. She saw me, she realized that I saw her. She looked at me briefly and then went and sat down in a chair. He stood against the wall. Um, So, long story short, we go back downstairs. Um, This is a a pretty extensive experience. I asked the the guy that works there. At this point, there's no one in the store but my mom, myself, in the store, the person that works there. So I say to him, Has anybody ever reported experiences to you? And he smiled at me and said, What sort of experiences? And I said, well, I think I saw something upstairs. And he said, something ghostly? <laughs> and I he nodded. And so he reached around the back of the counter, and he pulled out a card from an A&E show. And uh, it was one of the shows. And he said, who did you see? And I said, I saw a male and a female. And he said, oh, you saw them both. <laughs> and proceeded to tell me who they were. So in the 1800s, it was a pharmacy. This, this, the shop that I was in was a pharmacy, and the man that I saw lived upstairs behind the mirror, the mirror that scared me. There's a door back there that I didn't see. The woman, it became a Woolsworth word, door, in the 70s, late 60s, apparently. That is the woman that I saw. Her name was Helga. Um, so I had confirmation not only from the store of other people seeing the same pe- the same ghost, but also psychics. So the A&E... Uh, psychics, I guess, were driving through the area. They were coming uh, back from another location, from filming in the area. And they, there were supposedly two or three psychics in this car and they, they told the producers or whatever, you need to go into this town. I need, There's something here. And that's the store they were led to. So, at the time, he told me, I cannot talk to you about the name of the show or when the show was come, came out. I had to sign a contract. I'm actually the owner of this store. Uh, but you will see um, you know, just do a Google search, you know, in a little bit here, you know, in a couple months, uh, and you'll be able to, to locate the show from this town. So um, much confirmation. Um, that sort of thing happened to has happened to me,
2: not as elaborate and not as confirming, but uh, throughout my life. So I have many other stories. There you go. So that's what I wonder half the time when I go through an antique store and I, I feel like there's something there. Is it the antiques or is it the store itself? Because almost all antique stores were something before they were an antique store. Yeah,
0: that's what I, I like to play that game.
2: There's there's a lot of them, you know, there's not many of them that were built just to be an antique store. Most of them were something else.
0: Most of them are antiques. Yeah. The building itself. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like my favorite one here, we talked to the owners and they said there was something there i didn't feel like it was threatening but it locks the door it locks people in do you remember that
0: which one you probably don't want to say the one on the air
2: i don't know that i want to say it is
0: it in town in no
2: it's in a town close by oh i know what you're talking.
0: yeah we talked about ghost stories right yes. and they talked they said that they had stuff in their yeah yep i remember that yeah yep, yep. they have yep. a
2: spirit there and he actually locks the doors yeah because somebody went to the door and tried to open it and it was locked yeah that's kind of scary middle of the day yeah <laughs>
0: Ghost that starts fires and locks you in.
2: Well, didn't start a fire. No,
0: but that would be scary.
2: Yeah,
0: if a ghost did that. One of my favorite uh, antique stores is. Uh, it's, it's actually in the original. Uh, it's not the original original Walmart, but it's the original superstore Walmart.
2: So before. You know, before there was the Walmart, there was a Walton. It's
0: like a five and dime.
2: Yeah. And that was, that's a museum now, but the original Walmart, the way we know them. Yeah. Is an antique store now.
0: Exactly. And it was, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of neat. You walk around like this was a tiny Walmart, but that's, Mm -hmm. I think like the neighborhood markets are bigger than than what (laughs) this was, but this was the original, you know, Walmart that, like you said, like, as we know it, department store, Walmart. Mm -hmm and uh now it's an antique store you can't really like if you didn't know that it was a walmart you would think it was just an old grocery store or something mm-hmm. is kind of the vibe that it has but you can look up pictures of it and see what it looked like at originally like, oh that's the first walmart that's yeah. kind of neat um i don't know i like liked wandering around. i like old um stores that have the architecture you try and figure out what it was when they were old grocery stores that's a fun one mm-hmm. um there was a big lots that uh, used to be in an old Kohl's grocery store. Yes, Kohl's used to have a grocery store line. In okay. the same Kohl's that we all know, mm-hmm. they had a grocery store. It wasn't combined, it was just a separate entity. Um, but they had, in a lot of them were in Wisconsin, and, and they have very distinct architecture. It was that kind of curved roof, mm-hmm. big like, ha- semi-circle piece coming out of the ground and a lot of the built the structures are still around today and they're being used for many other things but uh, there was a big lots in one when i was a kid and i remember wandering around there because the architecture in that store was really kind of neat they had the neatest light fixtures and i've never found one i've always been looking to. they were just giant cylindrical they had kind of interesting uh like designs cut into the metal if the thing fell on you you'd to be cut into pieces, mm. but it was a neat light fixture, sure. and then where they had those up, they're probably you know extremely expensive to keep on. and They eventually replaced them all, but it was I, I like that. I like looking around at what was. Yeah, it just, it's, that to me is half the fun of going to uh, to antique stores. Um, She's talking about a show that uh, she said to Google here in a couple of months. I just recently learned today that there was a horror movie filmed filmed in our neighborhood. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in the area in general, there's many things. And I looked up the trailer to it. It was a pretty shitty movie. Yeah. <laughs> From what I, I think it's on Netflix only. I don't know. But it was like like these people go in to like this mansion or something. And I'm like, well, what house is that? <laughs> and trying to figure it out. There's some big ones around here. But is
2: the house in here?
0: I believe so. Okay. I believe it was. I think that that was like the setting, like the big house that they go into with like the crazy shit going on and was in our hood oh so I, I i don't know maybe if we watched the movie more than just a trailer we could figure out like there's
2: all size houses in here would you be know?
0: freaked out if it was like this house now that this is a mansion or anything it's not a mansion. Now, i mean i, I think it, they uh the way it looked in the, the, the nothing pointed to it being this house by any means it was it looked like a giant house in the the trailer uh-huh so I don't know. It's probably somewhere way over there, but um, kind of interesting.
2: You'll have to show me that and see if I can figure out which house it is.
0: Yeah. I, I, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we watch, through, I just know that I want to sit through this movie because it looks bad. It looks, <laughs> and, and there's like, okay, like younger actors in it that I've, I, I don't know who they are, but I recognize them from other things. hmm that's why I was kind of surprised. I'm like, I'm surprised that person's in this movie.
2: Did you message the neighbors to see which house it is? Cause no. we've got like this gossip board for the neighborhood yeah. where they all share stuff. And I, I think you should ask which house is it. It'd
0: be interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I should ask that. Yeah. We, um, me and Jenny deciding to, to go and be social and have friends now <laughs> uh, had a genius idea the other night. Uh, wh- why don't we just uh, put it out on on our neighborhood community Facebook page. Facebook page. Uh, th- let's see who's interested in getting together for like an appetizer group or a club or, you know, just to meet people, mm-hmm. you know, hang out, you know, eat, drink and be merry, as you said in the, in yeah. the thing. Um, and you thought like you're going to hear crickets. Yeah, and now it's like because so many people responded, we now have to like plan multiple parties to accommodate.
2: <laughs> and, and see, these people don't know us yet. This no. the whole point was to meet our neighbors. Yeah, so they don't know how weird we are yet. And <laughs> to me, the the inner Daria in my mind yeah. said, nobody's going to come. They're going to message you and say, "You're weird. We're not coming." <laughs> yeah.
0: That that specific message: "You're weird. We're not coming."
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not at all what happened. So now, now we've got to actually act normal for a little while, Yeah. a few times, because yeah. there's going to be like three groups.
0: But I'm looking forward to meeting the people. I, am too. I think it should be good. We're not that weird. Once people get to know us, they'll be like, oh, they're weird. But, you know, no. <laughs> I, actually, one thing I did do before posting that, because on my Facebook page, um, it's I, I, I keep my personal Facebook page personal. I, I just yeah. thrown that out there. Uh, so if anybody's requesting, friend requesting me on my personal Facebook page, I don't accept friend requests on there other than like family or business contact type things Mm -hmm. um other than that you can follow me on instagram and everything else and it's virtually the same stuff but i I have one channel i just keep private yeah um but you know you have like the um uh the big cover photo thing Uh on there um i did have a big graphic up there that had our three show logos on it um just to identify especially when i'm setting up interviews with people i usually communicate Mm -hmm. via that um so they can identify me immediately and I thought, well, when I throw this out there, they're going to go and look at my profile. Sure, I should probably take that down for now. <laughs> so I just have a picture of Harper, you know, with their tennis stuff. Yeah, looks normal. It doesn't like, like, oh, who's this neighbor? The grave talks. Mm-hmm. Real ghost stories. Office horror stories. What the hell? <laughs> so I figure we can. That's one of those things where you want to be able to to conversate on that when, and then they can ask questions, not just be immediately scared.
2: <laughs> Well, and sometimes, depending on how comfortable we are with the people, we tell them, we don't don't tell them what we do, you know? We'll tell them we do something more normal, like radio and TV ads, which you do, sure, but not to the level you do podcasting. Yeah. You know, it just depends. We kind of have to build the level of trust there that they're not going to judge us or misunderstand the kind of people we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Because... People will do that.
0: I want to put a Ouija board out on the by the cheese board when we have people. That's, it's like cheese board, Ouija board. What if you use a Ouija board for a cheese board? You put like different that's types of up. cheese. messed
2: up. Then you've got haunted cheese.
0: <laughs> you use a planchette to like like spread the cheese. we have got haunted cheese. <laughs> haunted cheese. Yeah, that, that that's what happens. <laughs> I'm letting it out. I, I I think we should not like hold back and say you just want well,
2: people to accept us for who we are from the get go. They
0: do or they don't.
2: And then the next time you put an invite
0: out. There'll be crickets. crickets. That, see you. Thank you, Daria.
2: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I imagine it will come out with all the people asking because it will be a conversation. What do you do? And you know.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Radio, TV commercials. I'm just podcast. hopeful
2: though that Harp will make friends that she can have for playdates. You know, we mm-hmm. won't be that house like you sure. can't send your kids over
0: there because well, we're not the Adams family.
2: No, we're not the Adams family.
0: So. I think they'll like us. <laughs> I hope <laughs> we're going to have a lot of leftover appetizers. Uh, that's going to wrap up the program for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person and EPP. You Sign up at ghostpodcast.com uh, or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the advanced episodes, uh, the uh, bonus episodes, brand new ones every week, all ad free, all there. Check it out and help keep us on the air. Until next time for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to real ghost stories online.